in charge. We're not supposed to touch the mics no more. Hands up. And we can't be loud. And we can't be loud. If we're loud, things pop. Things pop, and then we get an angry Tony on us. Yes. The new soundboard is sensitive. Very sensitive. Anyways, Coach, a little different in here today, again. A little empty. A little empty. Um, As a matter of fact, we're, we're putting out a, a casting call, an open casting call that anybody that wants to join the forces of the D-Line Sports uh, conglomerate of, of media and, and social networking can contact Pat Dorfline at 317-555-something-something-four-two-star. <laughs> you, you lost that one, Coach. <laughs> you absolutely lost that one. Uh, no, we're without Carve again. Yeah, he's uh, he flaked on us for for noble purposes. It it was a noble purpose. His uh, daughter's basketball team uh, lost their coach. He manned up. He stepped up. Now he's coaching them up. Ooh, that was pretty good. Yeah, well, and we we know old jump shot Jackson knows what he's lo- looking at and knows how to coach some basketball. So. He does quite well. Hopefully he'll uh Should we start calling him Coach in. Two? No. You can call him Coach Two. Okay. If you'd like. Coach J. No, <laughs> no. that wouldn't work, but <laughs> <laughs> anyways, coach number one. How the hell are you? Not too bad. Just been getting some work done around the house. Putting in mm. the new living room. Big remodel going oh, on out there. Lord. Exciting stuff. Sledgehammers and and buckets of sand and brick and all kinds of manly things and soreness and sweat. Now, whose idea was all this? Well, it was it's my idea, of course. Come on. Hey, she lets me think. She lets me think it was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's cool. I think I think by the time you guys get it done, it'll look real good. It'll be a big improvement once we get it all done, and I get the five screens up and uh, the Ooh, the close screens. closed circuit uh, direct tap to the Colts training facility that I, I plan on having. I'll uh, post some pictures on D line. How much is that going to cost you? Chris Ballard said he'd chip in on it. All right, yeah, you, you got friends in place. So <laughs> I got it. But you know what? The funny thing is, I remember when you first bought that place. This is exactly what you said you was gonna do needed when you first done. needed to get done. When you way. first bought it, and now <laughs> here it is, fifteen years later. You're getting it done, aren't you? <laughs> I'm no, actually, that's the kind of remodel that happens at my house. <laughs> well, speaking of beating things up and. And all that. We got a big boxing match coming up Saturday, don't Ooh, we? Oh, we do. Big one. Absolutely big one. Deontay Wilder versus Tyson, the – the uh, what is it they call him? The, the Gypsy King Fury? Yeah, they called him Gypsy King, but he also got Undertaker after the last fight because – He looks like one. He actually got up – <laughs> from a knockout from Wilder, and nobody has done that to this point. And that's Wilder's crazy. That, that dude can take a punch. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the dude is mega scary. Well, and and I, don't, you know, most people that follow boxing, they're they're not going to be surprised by this. But Tyson Fury is actually the underdog going in. He's a plus one hundred and five if you make a bet on it. Yeah. So that's that's actually fairly sizable. Especially going into a rematch from a, what was it, a split draw the yep. last time? Split so. decision. Now, the crazy thing is if anybody follows boxing, and, and I got to admit, Coach, I haven't followed it too much since the old Mike Tyson days. Yeah. You know, there really hasn't been a whole lot of well, the, the heavyweight divisions. The heavyweight divisions kind of fell off talent-wise over the last 15 years or so. But it's definitely coming back with Wilder. It, it seems like it. Wild, Wilder's pretty tough. He's, yeah, he's, he's, got, man, he's got a hell of a reach. He, he, he's got that, some pop behind him. That right, that right. Hook will lay some pavement, son. A lot of the heavyweights, it seems like you get these big plodding guys. He's athletic. 
Very. He's, he's bringing athleticism into the, the heavyweight division in boxing. Again. Yeah, you look at him versus Wilder, you can it, it, you can it, tell they, he yeah. is all. They're exact opposites physically. I mean, if I you just, say one's black guy, one's a white guy, <laughs> one's from America, one's from UK. Yeah, one, there's a one, lot of opposites. One has hair, one doesn't. It's like, <laughs> but no, it's good observation, yeah. coach. But I mean, really, if you if you look at, it, I mean. Their body style's totally different. Oh, it's, yeah, definitely. You got one guy. Wilder looks like he'd be getting in a fight in a trailer park on the weekend. but Or not Wilder, uh, uh, Fury. Fury. I'm sorry. And Wilder looks like – he looks like that guy that's that's in the gym all the time. Definitely gym. He's right. all – he just classically chiseled physique. And Wilder, like I said, he looks like he, he'd be in a bar fight. Where was it? I lost – what is it going to say about the last fight? Son of a Come gun. Come back to me. I'm trying. I'm trying <laughs> to stay away from the light, Coach, but it's it's got a grab on me today. Well, yeah. I, th- I think if, if you look at this fight, this is something that they're real – a lot of boxing fans are really looking forward to this because there's a possibility after this fight – I of, remember what I was going to say. Sorry. Uh, no, I was going to say of, of unifying the, the, the belts again because they're saying – a lot of people are saying that there's real hope for once that the winner of this fight is going to get a chance to fight the holder of the other belt, which is uh, Anthony Joshua. I'm sorry. Yep. I lost him for a second. It's all right. I just but. lost what I remembered. <laughs> no, what I was, what I was going to say is uh, Wild, or Fury is calling a, a second-round knockout. Oh, well, he's, that's Wilder, uh, especially after going to a twelve-round slugfest like they did the last time. The last one was a classic. Yeah, it was a great fight. But uh, another good thing for boxing fans: the loser of this fight holds uh, a, a rematch clause for so, the third fight. For a possible third fight, if they want to come back and take a sixty-forty cut on the uh, on the 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 take, right. So, the instant unify the belt match may not happen right away. However, you may get a Tyson Fury three, uh, uh, Fury Wilder three. So there we go. That's it, it, if heavyweight boxing is fun to watch again because of these guys. Yeah, they've really brought a lot of excitement. Well, and back I don't think these it. guys like each other either. It's I don't it, either. It's pretty clear they're they're fairly good rivals. I think they respect each other, mm-hmm. but I don't think they like each other one dead gum bit. No, no, and that always makes for good boxing. Oh yeah, <laughs> good slugfest. Yeah. What's next on on our card? Well, if if you look at it, we've had this. We've had a couple of big things happen this week. Uh, would you want to talk about the Daytona 500 next? Sure. Okay, so we had the Daytona 500 was scheduled for Sunday. It happened. It started. Well, it started. <laughs> I think it barely got like 20 laps in. <laughs> yeah, and then they got rained out. It started late. Yeah. Then they got about. I think they did get about 20 laps yeah, in. Yeah, just it got just out. enough to get people's. Lips wet a little bit, and then out, out they, they, they sent them out and then started back up Monday evening. And, of course, you know, you had your obligatory giant crash in the middle of that, that set. Or the restrictor plate trash. Yeah, yeah. And then You know it's coming, you just don't know when. And then got the, the real excitement happened on the very last lap. So Ryan Newman was leading the race coming into the last lap and got bumped by Ryan Blaney. Now, this is something – I'm not a very savvy race fan. I, I watch it from time to time. The big races, I'll watch them, you know, like, like the Daytona 500. I didn't get to watch all of this one, but I, I caught the end of it. Um, I'm not savvy enough to be able to tell. Was, do you feel like that was a dirty thing, or do you just think that was just – It was part of racing. Just racing. Yeah, that happens. With restrictor plates – NASCAR has done a fantastic job leveling the playing field for all teams. Mm-hmm. They, they really have. And restrictor plate racing makes it even closer. That's why you have all the big wrecks. 
and the only true way to get an advantage with restrictor plates and restrictor plate is something that goes over the carburetor only lets so much air yeah and fuel mixture which determines your horsepower into the into your engine and everybody has these plates on so the only true way to get an advantage is having somebody behind you working with you in a draft situation so like a bump yeah, they call they, it a bump draft they draft and then they can actually push you past somebody else mm-hmm. because of the air and the drafting and all that. I did not see it as a, as a dirty movement. I don't know if Blaney was working with Newman and they just well, – Because if the car in front gets loose just a hair, the other car is in his ass because I'm, they're literally inches away from each other. Yeah, well, and, and he got he got into his, his driver's side – rear bumper just a little bit it didn't look like it was something like he got into him and then stomped on it and just shoved him out of the way but once he did is like like the 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 tires came off the ground just enough yep. and he's his back end whipped around he went straight up into the wall and then went airborne and then i think it was it was cory lajoy hit See, him i don't even know yeah that he flips upside guy. down and cory lajoy hit him while he was airborne upside down and then the car is skidding down the, the track with sparks and flames Catching coming off fire. of it. Oh, it looked crazy. And then 20 minutes later, you know, they're still trying to pull Ryan Newman out of the car. Denny Hamlin's celebrating in victory lane, doesn't even know what's going on. It's, it was kind of a chaotic situation at the end of the race. And I, I felt bad for all parties involved. Because, I mean, even the fans, I, I thought for sure they're – He's never going to race again, even if he survives this. And the way they were treating it, I thought he's he's probably dead. Well, you know, our title sponsor, Preferred Mechanical, the owner was there. And yeah. he texted me. He's like, dude, I don't think Newman's going to make it out of this one. Well, the way and, they and pulled him out. The, the scuttlebug at the track at the time was that he wasn't alive. And then reports were started coming out that – he was in the hospital in critical but stable, non-life-threatening condition. Yeah. Well, so. they still never disclosed fully the injuries. But, hell, yesterday, what was it, yesterday around, yep. around noon, I'm checking my Facebook, and I, I, I see a thing from CBS Sports, picture of him walking out of the hospital holding his daughter's hands. It's like, dude doesn't have a scratch on him. It was – I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for his family. I know he's got some – personal family stuff going on. And he's but I'm retiring sure. after this year, too. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm wondering. Him, I, Jimmy Johnson, and I, and I think one other driver is all retiring this year. Well, I'm wondering if he's even going to bother coming back then. I don't know. I I heard he's going through a divorce as Yeah, well. his his wife handed him divorce papers the day before Valentine's Day, from what I understand. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Hey, <laughs> at, least, at least he can take the present back. Yeah, no <laughs> – no joke. Save some money on the dinner. <laughs> oh yeah, that's. I'm glad they walked away. I don't like, like I said, I don't like to see. There's one athlete I want hurt. That's it, and yeah. it, it, it's only because he's hurt me so many times. <laughs> I'd like to see him hurt emotionally. I don't want to see any of them hurt physically. That's. But past that, I don't. Yeah, I don't like injuries in any sports. No, uh, well, in racing. It's one of those sports when, when things go wrong in racing, it can go it, so it wrong. It can go, yeah. It can, it just, and it happens so fast, and there's just nothing you can do about it. Well, if you, if you watch, um, I think the next restrictor plate is Dal- uh, Talladega. And every super track that has restrictor plate racing, you get the, the, big, you get the big one. Everybody knows it's coming. They just don't know when. Yeah. And it's well, and I thought it's we, had already, we had already seen the scary. one for that race because earlier in the race lost four or five cars in one accident. Oh no, that that's that's just a start. Yeah, yeah. If, so. if it if it ain't fifteen to twenty cars, it ain't the big one. <laughs> but you know, congratulations to uh, Danny Hamlin and and thank God Ryan Newman was able to walk 
Well, he it, didn't walk away from the accident, but he was able to he walk walked away. Out of the hospital. You know, walk out of the hospital. Days later, after something like that, that's yeah. And and it's, to me, it seems more like it was something as a precaution more than it was anything because maybe he had a a bad head injury or. Yeah. He just got really shook could, up. Could have had super concussion. Who knows? Yeah. Those, they make those cars really, really safe nowadays with the, the harnesses they wear. Well, and that was something interesting, too. They talked about Ryan Newman was instrumental in adding another bar to the roll cage inside the, the cars going into this season. So that And they say the bar that they added, the Newman bar, they're calling it the Newman bar, may have actually helped – Save his life. No kidding. See, I yeah. hadn't heard that. So the yet. timing on that, maybe that was perfect. You got to like that kind of publicity for your <laughs> yeah, invention. For real. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in it because I tried it. But, yeah, but I did lose lunch oh. <laughs> over that race. So I got to buy Greg lunch. Oh, well. Who's he, who's he rooting for? Joey Logano. And I was pulling with Jimmy Johnson. No, oh, well. The, the Lowe's car didn't get it this time. No, he got he got caught up in a wreck. Well, it happens. It's a, it it's a big race. And and for all you NASCAR fans out there, there's there's the kickoff to your season. Here we go. Every Sunday yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be racing Sunday for a little while. Until it's football Sunday. We had some football news come up today too. We did. You it's kind be, of a big you, deal. You spent that to me and I'm like, dude. Yeah, oh, that's – I don't know if it, if everybody's heard it. This is kind of – this popped up just this afternoon. Everson Griffin, he's a defensive tackle for the Minnesota Vikings. All pro, made the Pro Bowl this year. Fantastic. Just great, great player. So, evidently he had a clause written into his contract when, when he made it that if he had so much production going into this particular season – then he would be able to opt out of his contract if he'd like to. Well, I don't think anybody, even the management from Minnesota was expecting it, but he opted out of his contract because he met those performance goals. So he opted out of it, and now he's a free agent. Unrestricted. Unrestricted. So this guy who no one was expecting to be on the free agency list, all of a sudden he may be the best free agent you could get. And what's one of those the positions that oh. Ballard has already been talking about that the Colts need? As soon as I heard about it, you know what I was thinking? If we could just get some way to just get him and Chris Jones. The middle of that defensive line is taken care of for four or five years easy. Because, yeah. man, that would be that'd be horrible on all the quarterbacks in the AFC South. And not to mention you're just not going to run there. No. So, but yeah, that's that's really interesting. If you had a chance to look that up, the the fact that he got that slid in there, I bet his agent gets a raise at the end of the season. He, but my question is, they did Minnesota done really well this year. They did well in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. What kind of turmoil is going that, on there? That it seems kind of funny because he okay, was. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm out. I'm knocked it out. I'm out of here, dude. Defensively, that he was in a great situation. He was. You got a, a a running mate with Daniel Hunter. You got Harrison Smith on the same side. I mean, it's a really good defense. Mike Zimmer's a defensive coach, so if you're a defensive guy, I couldn't think of too many better situations that you you could be in. Maybe playing for San Francisco. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Pittsburgh, but. Kansas and and City, he, maybe he thinks Kansas City is going to go back. And they're wanting to, you know. He, heaven help us if he ends up in a place that's already got a good defense. It's like Indianapolis. Well, if he if he comes to Indianapolis, that may put us over the edge in, into having what we were expecting. Because that, that's something that's, – that's one of the, the positions I feel like we're of need is along the defensive front. We do, definitely in need. And – and he'll fill in at defensive tackle. I think he's a he's a game wrecker. He's not gonna he's not gonna stuff the stat sheet, but he'll put pressure on the quarterback, and he'll stop he'll stop the run. Whatever side of the he'll clog, whatever he'll side clog yeah, that middle up. whatever side of the line he's on, whether they put him on the left or the right, he's stopping it. It's done. And he's taking the double team away off our edge edge rushers. We're getting two Ray back. 
Yeah, Toure's coming back. Uh, we should still have um, well, Sheard, Justin Houston. Sheard is Jabal a Sheard. Jabal Sheard is a free agent this year, and I'm not sure they're going to resign him. However, I think that takes away if if you can go get somebody like that or Chris Jones or both in free agency in this next little free agency period coming up. That's going to take the pressure away at that 13th pick. Of okay, this is another position of need. Now we can start thinking about other things because right now the way I'm seeing it, the way it's it's all going to fall out. Javon Kinlaw, Derek Brown, you got a couple other guys that are going to fall in that little area between 10 and 20. That there's going to be a lot of pressure for the Colts to take one of them rather than another position. And if we have Costanzo retire, but that that what um, Kinlaw. Did I say it right? Yeah, from South from he, South Carolina. He matches both of your draft pick wants. Position of need and the right and, talent. And right at talent that, at the spot. At that spot. He fits both of those yeah. for us right there. And you can never have enough defensive linemen. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Especially with the the offensive powerhouses that we have out there. Yeah. You know, well, and, and they're maybe, figuring out how to stay on the field longer. Maybe Kinlaw, maybe a Chris Jones, those guys might be versatile enough to play inside and outside. So you can start moving guys around, start making it hard on the offensive line to protect. So who, who knows? There, there's a lot of different directions. But just this one little move in the NFL – uh, landscape changed a whole can change a lot, lot of things. It can change a lot of things. So we've got the I, I think exciting, the Colts signing offseason. The Colts definitely have the money to go get anybody they want this year. Several anybody's. Yeah. So this isn't a, a matter of well, yeah, it might I saw not be somewhere worth it. That Philip Rivers was wanting like fifty million dollars. I don't like the guy, and I don't if want Phillip the guy Rivers, here. If Philip Rivers truly wants $50 million, he him, wants to just go ahead and retire. Why would somebody pay him $50 I can't see million anybody. for two, I can't see anybody two to doing three it. years? You're, I don't think you're going to get two. I think you may get one out of this guy. I think so, too. And I think it would be a Kerry Collins situation. I think he's going to come in. He's not going to care. He's going to collect his paycheck. He's going to back up to the window to cash it because he's ashamed to look at him because he didn't put the work in. I, I really believe he's – his heart's not going to be in now, it. Coach, I'm glad you're on that side of the table and you can't reach me. But what <laughs> I'm about to say is going to blow everybody's mind out. But if it came down to Rivers and Brady, I would take Brady. I would take Brady because Brady's still got the killer instinct. I think he still wants to play. And it, and if he is – And he's, he's a more intelligent player. If he's he, been there. He's, he's, he's been to the promised land. Right, couple times. But if he is worth his weight, he teaches our young team. Because we have a really young team. Yeah. He teaches that young team how to win and how to win I think if you in look, the big games. You know what I'm saying? I think if you look if at Phillip those, Rivers those guys. can't teach young, young players like that. I think if you look at those guys, wherever they go, have, you know Phillip Rivers isn't staying in Los Angeles now at this point. So Los Angeles has options. They may stay with Tyrod Taylor. They may go out and draft somebody. But wherever Philip Rivers ends up, whether it's at the golf course, playing for the Colts, you know, playing for Tampa Bay, I don't think I don't think he's too concerned about winning a Super Bowl at this point. I, I don't think, think he's, he is either. I think he wants to pad his we're bank gonna, account. We're, yeah, we're gonna That's we're it. gonna get one more big paycheck. And then call and then call, it, call, it call, it, call it a day. Go have eight yeah. more kids. <laughs> that dude couldn't pull out of a driveway. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but no, I mean really, that's I, I. I don't want either. Yeah. But if it comes down to those are your only choices, we're getting one. Yeah. I, then I would go with Brady. Not because I think he's going to take us to the Super Bowl. But because he can teach a lot of things to our young uh, yeah. young players, and hopefully it ain't teaching them how to cheat. <laughs> well, but to get back to to Everson Griffin, I, I'm really not. I I know I'm a Colts fan, but I'm really not talking about Everson Griffin coming to the Colts because oh, that's just oh, he'd be great at the Colts. I think it would be a good fit. I think it would be a good fit there. I, there's several other places. 
I can see him playing in New Orleans and under their system and being really successful. And with that defensive line that they've already got, he'd be a he'd be a game wrecker there. I can see him playing in Houston, Pittsburgh, several places. So and and he would be definitely he would be an asset wherever he went. Definitely could see him playing in San Fran. Oh, you know what though? If they they've already got they've got four top ten picks playing in on their defensive line already. Could you add that guy? That's not even fair. That's no. His, so, no, I, I don't know where he's going to end up. I don't know if he's chasing a ring, if he's chasing a check, if he's – Probably both. If he's just wanting to play with people that he likes playing with. Because this was his second contract, for. correct? I believe so. Yeah, so he's got – No, this, this – well, yeah, the one that he opted out of would have been his second contract. Right. But but he signed it after his his rookie contract. Yes, yes, and so I he, think I think he's only two years into it. It was a five year contract, so he cut out on three years with Minnesota. That's if if I'm Minnesota's GM, I'm I'm screaming into a pillow right now because <laughs> how the hell did we let this happen? <laughs> Minnesota doesn't do well with oh it's. Contract. It's not looking good for them right now. Stephon Diggs. With yeah, the there was reports come out that he was on the trading block and Minnesota saying no way and Stephon yeah. unfollowed him on Twitter. All kinds of they got a lot bad of drama blood going, going on, there. on there. Well, and, you think you think <clears throat> Stephon Diggs would be a good fit for us? Oh, with the Colts, oh, most definitely. I, I think I think Stephon Diggs would be a good fit on on most teams because of the the style that he plays. I think he'd be particularly good in, in some systems, more than ours. I'd I'd love to see Stephon Diggs in Atlanta, on the other side from Julio Jones. I'd like to see Stephon Diggs in Detroit, where he'd have Matt Stafford throwing to him. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> maybe in Green Bay, with Aaron Rodgers, give Aaron Rodgers a second option. There's a there's a lot of places where I would like to see him go. The one free agent. Receiver I would like to see us go after is uh, Coleman from Kansas City. Coleman. You're talking uh, – McCole Coleman or – No. Um, maybe. Or are you talking about Watkins? No. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins is there. He'll still there. Their third receiver. Oh, McCole Hardman. Hardman, that's what I said. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Well, he's still he's still no, on his rookie contract, isn't he's, he? He's free eight, or he's his contract's up this year. Well, I tell you what, he's a he's a game breaker. He's yeah. a big play waiting to happen. I like that kid. I also like um, and that, and he's oh my god, he's so fast. Yeah, the 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 born athlete from uh, <laughs> from San Francisco. Uh, what's his What's his first name? That uh, Diedrich Born, the receiver from eighty four, plays for. San Francisco. He didn't catch anything unless it was the most difficult, oh, okay. difficult thing to catch ever. But he, he had a he has a lot of energy. I like I liked how he played the game. I'd love to see him. I think he'd fit perfect in Indianapolis. I like him. There's there's quite a few out there that really could fit into our style. Yeah. And well, and, 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 and there's a lot of guys out there that could fit into our style. I don't think we'd have to break the bank over. So and Bourne's one of them. Nicole Hardman. I don't think you'd have to break the bank to get him. I think he wants pay. You're gonna overpay. You're gonna overpay free agents no matter what. But I don't think you're gonna. You wouldn't have to break the bank to get him because, like you said, he's their third receiver. Yeah, he's but be, behind who? <sighs> exactly. Yeah, but, <laughs> he comes here. He's he's gonna he'd be, be number he's two. Gonna, he's gonna be number two, but he's gonna be fighting for number one. Yeah, guarantee you that. And he's very young. He's very young. Yeah. So that's that would be a, a nice. And what fit. I always liked about him, knowing what Kansas City has on their offense, when his number was called, he really made sure he was effective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was. Well, I, I tell you, I think he was he was the turning point in the Kansas City and Houston playoff game. Was when he brought back that kickoff fifty yards all the way to midfield. Yep. And that's that's when the energy totally changed in the game. The momentum went completely over to Kansas City at that point. So, yeah, I'd, I wouldn't say no to him. I'd be real happy to see a guy like that here. Now, speaking of the NFL and playoffs, there's talk. 
what was it? Adam Schefter broke this the other day. Yeah. Talking about how the NFL, they're in their competition committee talks and stuff like that going on right now. And he's, he's saying that it's only a matter of time and that possibly going into next season, the NFL is wanting to add a seventh team per conference into the playoffs. To the playoffs. Making it to where only the top seed of the division would gets have a, a buy. buy. Yep. So that means. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I think you water it down a little bit, just a little bit. But I, I want you to think about it. If the playoffs had happened the way they, they're proposing now, they'd happened this year, we would have had Mason Rudolph in the playoffs. The Steelers would have made it. The Rams would have made it. The Rams, I, I can see the Rams being in it because, you know, there's a lot of talent on that team. If you get them into the playoffs, anything can happen. The Steelers, they got a good defense. But do you want to take the chance of putting a team like that in there that – they would have faced they would have faced Kansas City in the first round. So Pittsburgh would have had a puncher's nah. chance of going into Kansas City with that defense and possibly beating Kansas City, and then that totally upsets everything. Well, isn't that what they play the game for? I, I know that I know that's why. I, I do know that's why. But again I see good and bad bad in this if they go to it like you said some teams that probably shouldn't be in the playoffs are going to be in the playoffs yeah but i also see more competition coming out for that number one spot the last four which will make of, our the last four weeks of the season will be a lot more well I, honestly i think the overall every week game is going to be more hyped because everybody knows there's only one team that gets that buy. And everybody knows yeah. what that buy does, you know, for it's your worth players. It. It's worth it. So they're going to play their butts off. Not that they don't now, but it's just going to add that extra oomph to every game because they're, every team's going to want that. Well, in reality, think about it. If you look back over the years, how many – how many times do you have a championship game, a conference championship game, that doesn't have one of the teams that had a buy in it? I mean, it's, it's, it's almost a given. So that buy is worth something. So now if you're a wild card team, if this situation happens, you're looking at having to win four games to get into the, get into the Super Bowl and win. But every team is going to have to do that except for the number one seed now. So if the number two seed, if you're the number two seed and you're going into the last week of the season, and you're like, well, we might be able to get that number one seed, but, you know, we're, we're going to have a bye anyway, so it really doesn't matter. So we're just going to set our guys. We, we can't fall to three, so we'll just set our guys and rest them. We're going to have the bye week anyway. Now that becomes more of a, well, yeah, we better, we we better, better put those guys one. back in. Yeah. You know, we better play this one like we mean it. Now, they're still talking of adding a seven, another game to the regular season, well, making what it I've, a 17-game season. What I've heard their proposal with this is they would drop one preseason game and add a regular season game. So they would still play the same number of games, just one of them would be – one more of them would be a regular season game rather than a preseason game. Now, there's talks that – Players are, if they do add the game, that you can't start all seven, you can't play in all 17 games. That's you have to You have to sit one game out. Because if, and that, boy, that puts a lot of onus on the general manager and the, the coach in decision making. Because imagine this. A lot of uh, strategic. You've you got a lot, yeah, a lot of strategery. Yeah. So, I, I couldn't get that word out. Okay. <laughs> so, Let's think about this. If you're playing it one way, you could say, okay, well, week one's our least valuable game. Let's just say week one's the least valuable game. We're going to sit all the starters. <laughs> you know, we're, or we're going to – we got X amount of players that we have to sit. We're going to sit – okay, we're Kansas City. We're going to sit Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey. We're going to sit all our, our, our all pros down. And they can set out week one and have them an extra buy, whatever. 
So you take that, and then you go in two weeks into the season, and then one of those guys gets hurt anyway. You didn't have to sit them. You could have just waited until they got hurt. Yeah, you could have waited until they got hurt. Well, see, the way I see it is, you know, they're every team plays that weaker schedule, or not the weaker schedule, but the weaker team, and you just know it's going to be, you know, a, a mop. Yeah. So. Pulling people from those kind of or games. you play that you play that one team that you know you're you there's all kinds of ways you can play it that that one team that you know you're not going to beat or that one team you know you're going to run into in the playoffs and you don't want to show them anything anyway. Or if your record's good enough, that sit, last week of the sit season, them out, sit them out at the end of the season so everybody gets a, gets a rest week. Yeah, and then your starters are are fresh going into the playoffs. There's a lot of different chess yeah. pieces that can be moved yeah. all over the but, board. But you can get bit on that, too, because if you go into that last week of the season, and, oh, crap, we haven't sat Patrick Mahomes yet, and we got to win week 17. Or it would be 18. Yeah. But by that time, you're seeing some writing on the wall. Hopefully. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, man, there is – to me, I, I hope they don't do that. I hope they don't do that. I hope that the 17 games, I hope they just add players to the roster. Because if you add players to the roster, then you can kind of absorb the injuries a little bit. And and maybe the the, the talent level is a little watered down. However, you get one extra game. Now that raises something on the other side of the coin. If you're a season ticket holder or if you've already made plans to – to go out of town to go see your team and, you know, you're spending all weekend and you've spent a ton of money. Yeah. And they decide to sit all their starters. How upset are you going to be as a fan? Oh, I'd be mad as hell. Or, or okay, the Colts are going to Kansas City. Man, I'm going to drive out to Kansas City, see the Colts play Kansas City, and then you get there and Kansas City decides to set Patrick Mahomes. You'd be fire hot mad. I made this trip all the Fire. way out here so I could watch whoever their backup is. Which does anybody know? PJ Walker, <laughs> Cardale Jones. No, I didn't come to see an XFL game. I can't watch NFL. I can't right. watch the Le- the Rain League MVP or whatever. You know? So when you make enough of the people that pay the bills mad, what are you going to do if you're the NFL? You know what? I think they probably had a lot of people complain when they went from 14 to 16 games back in the day. My my biggest question is, okay, is this to set up having these games in Mexico City and London? Maybe throwing they're talking about throwing one in Toronto or Vancouver. Because to have a balanced schedule, you've got 17 games. You're going to have eight games at home and nine games away. So what are you you going to have each team have to play uh, a neutral site game somewhere? Well, see, you know the NFL is all about dollars. Oh, yeah, they've got a plan, I'm sure. And, There's something going on. And to build the fan base up, you have to go to London and play these games. You have to go to Mexico and play these games. You need to get to uh, Canada and play some games and bring in some extra hype. There's fan bases now and. Mexico. There's fan bases yeah. in, in London. London now. Those are dollars being generated in the NFL Pro Shop. Well, I wonder is why don't they take the opportunity now and try to figure out places where they can start placing teams in the United States and expand the league that way. Take that 17th game and your neutral site game is now in Lincoln, Nebraska. Nebraska has been at begging for a football team for years. That is a football state. Yep. They'd love it. Oklahoma City, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, Albuquerque, New Mexico. These places, they, they, they love football, but they don't have it. They don't have pro football. All these places, they're, they're rooting for Dallas and Houston and New Orleans and places that are near them, but they don't have a place to actually go. Put a team out or put a game on in Salt Lake City and see what happens. You know, we could try one in Cleveland. I I hear they don't have a team there. But (laughs) you are dirty. (laughs) But no, really, I I think 
I think they, this is going to open things up for them. They're going to have a lot of options going forward. It will, as long as they don't piss off the fan base. Yeah, and they, I would agree with that. To me, that's going to be their biggest hurdle, and it should be. Yeah. You know, because it's you, it's me. Can't water it's it down. these guys. You can't water you know, it down. No, you can't. Look at the attendance in, in, in the preseason. Yeah. It's jack compared to regular season because it's so watered down. Yeah, it really is. And and this is the reason why there hasn't been a really successful second professional league because you'll see it. You may have a lot of talent along certain positions. There aren't enough quarterbacks in this country to fill 60 NFL teams. No. I mean, if you look, the, the top tier of the NFL, you got maybe – Ten really, really, really good quarterbacks, and then after that, it, the talent level falls off exponentially. After that, the next five are not—they're about half as good as the top ten. The next five after that are half as good as the, the five before that, and then after that, it's a rotating garbage heap. So, you just don't want that garbage heap in your hometown. Mm-mm. You remember? Uh... Chris Mills, he was one of our guests. Yes. Him and his partner came in, and he played in uh, – Yeah, he played in Hamburg, Germany. Yeah. And they were they would only allow, like, I think he said four Americans on the yeah, team. Yeah, because it was unfair. Yeah. So yeah, that, so yeah. even trying to find quarterbacks in other parts of the world – You're not going to get it. Yeah, it's not like baseball. It's not like soccer. No. You know. It's, Football's not an international sport yet. Yet, I've always said since I was a little kid, I remember the first Olympics I saw as a little kid after I discovered football. I was like, why isn't there's no football in the Olympics? You remember Emmett Smith trying to, he had that big push to get uh, football in the Olympics. Could you imagine? We'd they'd be hauling people out and. In stretchers from from Zimbabwe. Yeah, they just or, wouldn't even play the game. They'd just give the U.S. team. Yeah, the you medal. better. Yeah, you just better not. And, and could you imagine with the guys that were playing then, Lawrence Taylor on the Olympic team? <laughs> that would have been crazy. We need to get him as a guest. Oh. I love that dude. He'd take the show over. I know. <laughs> That's what we like, though. Yeah. He takes everything over. Well, he's awesome. You know, we've got we got coming up the uh, – You know, your buddy still hasn't called me back yet. Oh, DeAndre Swift? Yeah. And I, I, I know the combine's try, coming up next week. Man, I, I'd I love he's busy. But. I'd love him to get on FaceTime and just give us give us a shout. Uh, we've been trying to be in contact with him, but he's he's not returning our calls at this point. Have you reached back but, out to him? Yeah, okay, yeah. So I don't know if, if if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I say, you know what? The combine's coming up. It the twenty sixth through the 29th. It's going to be here in Indianapolis. I say we go. Oh, I'm uh, I'm already there. <laughs> I, I say we at least pick one day and, and both go. I'm going Wednesday. I'm going Thursday. <laughs> I'm going Friday. I'm going Saturday, and I'm going Sunday. You know, I have a personal day. And Carvey <laughs> just confirmed he's going to stay the weekend with me so he can go to the Combine all weekend. Do you want to go on Friday? Uh, I'm going on Friday. Well, do I tell you, you want to go on Friday? I want to go on Friday. <laughs> then bring your ass. Now, they do you, – you have to get tickets. They're free if you yeah, want to go – you have to get online. And, if you want to go into Lucas Oil Stadium and actually watch them run the 40-yard dash. Now, last year they had us so high up. Yeah, I, it, I, it was, I went – was it, 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 it was, was the year before when they did the first one. It was hard to see. You couldn't pull out your phone. You can, no, can't make this, any noise. There's a lot of rules. They got people actually watching you to make sure you don't. Yeah, I left. Yeah. It was boring, especially where we were sitting. I did not enjoy myself. But one thing that I do do, and I know a lot of our friends out there like that I do this, I'll go to the convention center – and I'll just stand around. And You'll I'll, run into somebody. I wait until they come walking past me. Last year, um, me and Carvey, we had uh, Reggie Wayne busting at the seams. We had that dude laughing all the way down the hall. We ran into Dan Marino, Wade Phillips, Wes Walker. Yeah. Uh, I got my picture with Adam Schiff. Uh, not Adam Schiff. Ad, say his last name. Adam Schefter? Schefter. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't trying to get into politics here. (laughs) But, yeah, and to me, that's the fun 
of the combine as running in because man when the, Dan when did you going to get to see Dan Marino this close? Well, I tell you what, if you're in Indianapolis that weekend, you don't have to be at the convention center or at the at Lucas Oil to run into these guys. They're all over the, the restaurant. Place. They take over downtown. Yeah. <clears throat> Kristen and I went to the JW Marriott a few years ago for our anniversary. And we were not expecting it. We didn't plan it to be around the NFL Combine. It's just when our anniversary is. We went in there and we went to check into the hotel and big banner. Welcome, welcome NFL. That's all it said. I was like, oh, crap, the Combine's this weekend. I was like, hey, hey, babe. <laughs> She's like, we're not here for football. And we get on the elevator. And as soon as we get on the elevator, I run into somebody I knew from the New York Giants from when I was scouting. And it was over from that point on. The rest of the weekend, I'm running into this guy, running into Jeff Fisher, running into Rob Ryan. I mean, it's you're just seeing all these guys from the NFL, and you recognize them right off the bat. Randy U. Jackson that weekend. We saw Clay Matthews at Foga de Chow. It was, it was crazy. It's all these guys. Fun, fun time. Yeah. So I mean, if you can just get downtown Indianapolis, do it. Go to the convention center. You'll see all these young players coming in that mm. you've not seen yet. We got to see Carson Wentz that weekend, coming in as a, a rookie. So he was at he stopped at the speed bar to get a bottled water, and we're sitting down there having a drink. It was like this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Last year I was I was this close to um, Arizona's number one pick, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. You're taller than him. Yes. By about six inches. You know, now he could walk under this table without touching the top of his head. In in <laughs> at the combine, they do the the bench press competition, and the uh, yeah, right out where you can go, you can actually go center. and sit and watch. And it. you can go and you can get real good seats. Doesn't matter where yeah. you sit. Um, the stage is right in front of you. All the coaches and the scouts are sitting in their own bleacher section over to the side. Yeah. And I mean, you can look over and and boom. There's coaches, and you're like, oh, man, this is so cool. We were down there. We had a good memory from that. We were down there the day uh, Shaquem Griffin oh, the, nice. the, did, did the uh, bench press. And you talk about a buzz just being around that whole building when he went in there. Because everybody was like, how is I he going to do this? Too. How did I not see you there? No, I was there. We, we, didn't, we were not in that, that, that seating area at that time. We were actually in the stadium watching the quarterbacks work out. Oh, okay. And they pulled it up on the on the Jumbotron, Shaquem Griffin doing the bench press so everybody could see it. They stopped the workout for a, a solid 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah, because he had that special yeah. – uh, Everybody's clapping. and, and it, So that was kind of a special moment. And he did really well. Yeah. I was in the, I was in the bleachers watching him. Yeah. Everybody's going crazy that. was funny that. we didn't run into each other. <laughs> and now look at us. Oh. I keep hitting this table. Tony's going to get yeah, really, Tony's, Tony's really mad at me. Flipping out because the soundboard's going to explode and burn up in flames because we're touching the table. But there's some fun There's some fun players to watch down there this year. Uh, I think some of the ones that are going to be key to watch, I think you want to – if if Tua works out at all, I think, you need, I, I think he needs to do something. It's probably – the most exciting thing with him is going to be the medical evaluation. Yep. So if he passes that, if he can do anything either there or at a pro day, he might do the bench press. He might, you know, he might do some of the other stuff that doesn't require him to run around because I don't think he's ready for that. Uh, they're, they're talking like he might still be a couple months out. That, that would be interesting to see or hear about that. Uh, I'd love I – I can't wait to see any of the Alabama uh, receivers run the 40. Jerry Judy is – incredibly fast but Henry Ruggs good heavens they're talking like they're talking like he may he may be the guy to beat uh Chris Johnson's 40 really time. oh yeah i know i know John Ross is technically the guy who who beat that but there's a lot of people that dispute it i think Henry Ruggs might be the guy to beat it legitimately wow so. He's really fast. 
but there, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of fun. The, the offensive linemen are going to be fun to watch this year. We're really deep in offensive linemen. I think a lot of them are underrated, but you're going to start hearing their names. So mm-hmm. any any NFL fans out there that are going to start watch, you know getting into this and watching this, that's going to be something to keep an eye out for. But and all the receivers are going to be fun to watch this year. And of course, I I think this is going to be the first year in a while that a lot of the quarterbacks are going to have to work out. We've had the the past few years where a lot of quarterbacks didn't come down and throw because they didn't have to. Because it's like, yeah, I know where I'm getting picked, so I'm not throwing unless I'm throwing to my receivers at my hometown, you know, with with my bottled water and my, you know, whatever. <laughs> but <clears throat> this year I think you've got a lot of guys who are going to be fighting for a few positions. Justin Herbert's going to have to throw. I think Joe Burrow's probably not going to go down there and work out much because he knows where he's going. But but Herbert, From, Love. There, there's uh, there's a lot of talk that he might not want to go to Cincinnati and he might pull an Eli. Well, I don't see that. If, if I'm Joe Burrow, if I'm Joe Burrow, but I, I, I don't think like Joe Burrow, I don't operate like him, I don't know what his situation is. I'm going to go to Cincinnati. I'm going to make them the next Super Bowl contender. That's just how I feel about it because I'm going to be good enough. I don't care. I'll, I'll throw to you. I'll throw to him. I'll throw to the next guy over here. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm going to be the next Peyton Manning. I'm going to be the next Tom Brady, whatever. So, and, and that's what he looks like. He may come out and be the next Ryan Leaf. We don't know, but I, I think no matter where he ends up, he's going to be very successful. I think so, too. I think, he's, I think he's special. Yeah, I do, too. And then Chase Young, I think he's just a, he's a clone of the Boses to me. He's, he's just a, another guy like that. He's going to be tough. I think you got a you got a a big group of guys. I'm looking at it from probably about the seventh or eighth pick through about pick number twenty five that I think are highly underrated that are going to make a lot of noise next year too. I mean, you've got guys in there like like C.D. Lamb's going to fall into that group. Javon Kinlaw, uh, Jedrick Wills, uh, uh, the the all everything defensive lineman from Notre Dame, Julian Okwara, he's going to fall in that group. Uh, you got a couple of receivers. You've got uh, Rugs. You've got T. Higgins. So <clears throat> I think that group will be fun to watch too. So if you're a football fan, it's coming up the next week. Watch that combine, and I and I hear they changed the times on it too. That they're trying to uh, bring it into prime time more. So it'll be early afternoon to prime time rather really? than yeah rather than starting in the middle of the day like they used to and i think a lot of it that comes from the noise that i guess the nfl's talked like they're wanting to move the combine out to la to make it more fan friendly they better not yeah. they need to just keep it here but a lot of that has to do with uh the time the west coast time slots and and things like that. So you're going to hear about that. But if Indianapolis can move the times back and make it more friendly for West Coast viewers that way, I think you're going to be. But they don't televise it, do they? Oh, yeah. It's all over. NFL Network for like a week. You can't turn on the NFL Network without seeing 40 okay. times and people running three cone drills and stuff like that. Dude, I live on it. I went down there for the combine to watch it in person uh, the year that Lamar Jackson was a rookie. So it was two years ago. And I'll tell you now, if, if you're a fan, go one time for the experience. And I'll tell you, 15 minutes in, you'll have it figured out. This is not a fan experience. It's all the stuff surrounding it is a fan experience, not actually watching it. If you really are a, a scouting geek, Stay at home and watch it on the NFL Network. You get great coverage. You get all the numbers. Everything's right there for you to look at. So, It's still awful fun to be there, though. Oh, it's, it's cool as hell to run it's into these people. Fun. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, it's, if you're that scouting geek and, you know, you've got s- certain players that you're wanting to watch, yeah. it's hard. Oh, man. 
it's hard because where they they position you. I almost you love this time of year in football more than I love the playoffs because it's like this is it, it just takes me back. This is my my gig because I've I've done this a little bit and it's it's fun to do. It's it's fun to speculate where they're going to go and and how how well they're going to do once they get there. So. It's just kind of my thing. Yeah. I'll geek out on it over the next couple weeks. Hey, you'll you, be, you'll you be hearing me, me spouting about four two forties and 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 quarterbacks bench pressing twenty five times and and oh my God, Jerry Judy ran a three second cone drill and and everybody's going, huh? <laughs> well, next. Not next show. The show after the combine. Yeah, we'll I won't ha- be here to, next we, Thursday. We'll have to have you break down all the drills and why they're so important and what everybody's watching for. Oh yeah, I'd be more. So than get, happy get to your do homework. That. Get you got some homework. Well, it might not be homework to you. you might be able to tell us now, but we're running <laughs> short on time. But the show after the combine, be ready to explain everything for everybody. How's that? Oh yeah, I'd. Oh yeah. I mean, oh I know, yeah. I know why they run the forty, but I don't know why they run the the. the Three-cone drill. I, I still don't understand, you know, well, I understand it, the vertical jump a little bit. Yeah. But only for receivers. Why, why are you going to make a lineman do that? Explosion. <laughs> That's what you're looking for. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So maybe there's more people out there like me that just don't understand how in-depth each one of these drills really go for these players and, and how they're graded on that. Well, I'll tell you, there's certain drills in there that are the the flashy. The, everybody wants to see the 40-yard dash. Everybody wants to see the bench press. Everybody wants to see the quarterbacks. Oh, how far can they throw the ball? It doesn't matter. The the 40-yard dash is is great for for grading your your cornerbacks and your wide receivers. For everybody else, like yeah, whatever. It's garbage. Yeah. Okay, he ran a four four forty. Yeah, that's what they're supposed to do. So I ran a fourteen four. <laughs> <laughs> but but you you look at uh the the drills that that really mean a lot to the scouts you look at that three cone drill you look at the agility drills the standing broad jump for defensive players that's critical to me cuz that's going to determine whether a guy is just a tackler or if he's a hitter cuz if you can't standing broad jump you're not hitting nobody you're just not doing it so but we'll get we'll get to all that. Yeah, you, you, we, you we know, get to we're, that. we're just gonna turn you loose on that one. <laughs> we'll get we're to that. Sit back. But yeah, in I, fact, I'm gonna put my feet up on the desk <laughs> and, just, and just let you go at it. We may have to bring in a whiteboard on this one. Oh, we got <laughs> we, we got a big one next we'll door. Set it up. But yeah, I think that's that's what we got coming up. We don't got a third week of the XFL. Got more more NASCAR coming up. Like I said, the boxing this weekend. I buried my brother last weekend, so I didn't really watch any of the XFL. What did I miss? Anything? Uh, yeah, well, I didn't watch it either. So, <gasps> yeah, but I had to work this past weekend. So, oh. and that, that stuff happens. All right. If anybody knows what really happened in the XFL this weekend, fill us all in. Post post some stuff on D line for everybody. Because yeah, I didn't get a chance at all. And that's to me, that's 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 a sad thing. The second week, and I haven't heard a lot of people talking about it either. So, you know what a lot of people are talking about? What's that? How damn cold it is right now. Well, and you know it's it's cold now, but in a few weeks we're going to be hitting spring. We're going to have our air a, conditioning right too. That's a few weeks away. They yeah. want to keep toasty. You know what I tell them? <laughs> what, what's that, Pat? Call our friends at Preferred Mechanical Heating and Cooling. <laughs> What's their number, Big P? Area code 317-924-4042. Now, I got a question for you. Sure, shoot. If I call and my canooner valve's broken, my furnace, are they going to tell me to replace my whole furnace or just the canooner valve? Just the canooner valve. Okay. They will never upcharge you for something that you don't need. Well, if my, if my canooner valve's broken, is it going to cost me a lot of money if I bring you up, or, or are we going to get a discount? You're going to get a discount, Coach. You're absolutely, you're going to get 10% off your bill. Well, that's great. How's that? You can't beat that. But what if it's the canooner valve at my business and not the one at my home? You will not get it at business. It's residential only. Well, so only my residential canooner valve is going to get replaced. That's right. <laughs> and anybody knows out there, there's no such thing as a canooner valve. So. <laughs> but 
there is a such thing as a 10% discount for mentioning this show when you call preferred mechanical. That's true. So if you have problems with your heating and cooling, hey, like you said, Coach, a couple weeks away, we're going to be turning the AC on. Oh, yeah. And, I'm hoping for it. You know, you better get ready. You better make sure that unit is serviced and ready to take on this. <coughs> hey, I'm always ready to get my unit <coughs> serviced. Take, take on this ADD weather we have in Indiana. <coughs> Excuse me. Swallowed a bug or something. <laughs> but yeah, give, a, give a, our friends at Prefer Mechanical a call. Eric, 317-924-4042. Tell them D-Line sent you get 10% off. Fantastic. What else do you want to talk about tonight, Coach? I think that's probably it. I think that's going to call it for, for tonight. That might be. It's that and that, yeah. that damn booger I just swallowed. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> horrible all right well on that burpy note <laughs> we're gonna call it quits for tonight we don't want to yeah um, we still doing the draft show well yeah and i'm sweet i'm getting ready to be making some phone calls and trying to line us up some uh some special draft analysts to come in for uh our draft night first round show now if we run out of chairs you're gonna have to tell Depending on how many people you bring well, in. right now, I don't think we're worrying about running out of chairs. Well, not right now, but when you bring in <laughs> a few people, we will. Well, so I'm bringing maybe we can get a special research assistant to come in here and help us out with it. Maybe so. <laughs> that would be fun. I, yeah. That, that, was a, that was a lot of fun. We had a good time with that last, last year. year. I'm, I'm super looking forward to it. I'm already preparing it. I've got my first round mock draft ready. Uh, and actually, are you sticking to it already? Well, I am for now, at least until after the combine, because if Chase Young comes out and they find out that he can only bench press 225 two times, then things might change a little bit. Yeah, it might. <laughs> but and, and you always have that that combine workout stud that comes out and flies up the list on the the draft boards of everybody. You know who I think is going to fly up. Who's that? Moss. Oh, oh, Thaddeus Moss from LSU, the yep, tight end. Tight end. Randy Moss's son. I think he's going to come out and he's going to fly. I think up he's going to be. List. He is going to be a. He's going to be a workout beast. He yep. he looks physical. He's fast for for a tight end. He's he's fast. He's got hands all day long. Yeah, I think he's going to be very impressive. I think Jerry Judy's going to be very impressive in the in the combine. There, there's several guys. I think you're going to see a quarterback come out and surprise us this year in the combine. I think what, to me that's 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 one the of those, hardest one positions. of those second tier guys is that's, going to jump up on everybody's and somebody's going to fall in love with them. To me, that's the hardest position to to elevate because it's so scrutinized. Oh, it is, it is. But I think you're going to, I think you're going to see it this year because the the depth at that position's. Uh, it's a lot deeper than it normally is right now, and you've got you've got a few teams that haven't needed a quarterback in a long time that are going to be looking at that position. So you're going to see some of these guys jump up there, and somebody's going to reach for a quarterback, I guarantee it, whether it be the Chargers, whether it be the Colts. I think they're going to reach for a guy that should be picked at number 35, and he'll end up going at somewhere between 5 that and is. 10. There's reaches every year. Yeah, it happens every, every year. year. And everybody, that somebody's going to fall in love with a quarterback, and it's going to happen this some year. Some hit home runs. Some hit foul balls. I mean, Justin. Some hit strikeout. Justin Herbert's already come out. He played really well in the, in the uh, senior bowl. If he comes out and blows people away in the combine, he's going to be a solid number, number five or number six pick. See, I think he already is. I, he may end up going I, that I high. I think he already is. On my board, <laughs> hmm, I've got Justin Herbert going down in the end of the first round. So, but that's on my board. Really? Yeah. But See, I think he, I wouldn't put him no less than top ten. Well, and it's, it's like I said, somebody's going to fall in love with a quarterback, and they're going to do it. They're going to pull the trigger on that guy. Jordan Love may happen with him too. You know, maybe Jake Fromm, maybe Mike or, or Jacob Jacob Eason. Eason, yeah. So, 
I think those those are the four guys that they could go anywhere from like number five to the third round. So there's <laughs> it's it all depends on what happens over the next couple of weeks. I think and you're going to see a lot of private workouts and things like that too. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. It is an it. exciting time of the year. Yep. All right, coach. Hate to do it, but we're going to shut her down. Any final thoughts? I have a final thought. I'm going to I'm going to wish Carve Jackson some good luck with those girls out there. Hope they they win their game and well, they, or is he just there for a practice? I think it's just practice. Well, I still hope they win their but game. I I believe <laughs> I believe their original coach had to back out and yeah. they had nobody. So well, he had to step up as a coach, man. Coach him up, Carvey. As a father and as a coach, and he stepped up to the plate. You know, he's a good dude. Yeah. That and half his family's at home with the flu. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, so. He's got the coronavirus at home. They're all going to be on cruise yeah, ships. Yeah, one's got the coronavirus. <laughs> one's got the Lyme virus. They, oh, they, no. They just got, oh, they just no, got a big old party there. going on there. But. My th- final thoughts is just don't quit. Yeah, don't quit. Just don't quit. You know, I keep fighting. You can't get anything done when you quit. You got to keep fighting. Just keep yep. fighting. Don't matter what the hell you're going through, keep fighting. What is it somebody said? If you're going through hell, keep going. Yep. There you go. And on that note, hey, Tony, you ready to shut her down? You just called uh, him like Dick Tracy. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I call him Dick all the time. <laughs> I leave the Tracy part out. But anyways, on that note, no drinking or driving. Remember, call our friend Thomas in Bloomington. Yes. He'll, he'll, he's professional Uber. <laughs> Uber-er-er. Uber-er-er. <laughs> Lifter. And as always, <laughs> go Colts. Go Colts. Okie dokie.